Do you have compassion for and are you committed to Christ? Do you have compassion for and are you committed to Christ? Do you live your life carrying on the ministry that Jesus called and commissioned us to do? Are you living your life as a willing servant, willing vessel, living sacrifice and living witness? Greetings, I'm Pastor Keith, and welcome to another episode of A Pastor's Passion. There are endless distractions in the world that can keep you from being committed to the cause of Christ. And with all these distractions, one of the easiest ways that you can ensure that you have compassion for and are committed to Christ is to have love for God and His people. And part of that means that you have to have it in your heart to help people in need without having to be told that you need to have it in your heart to help people in need. So it's never a good thing when you're sitting up in church with your mind on judging folks, holding hatred in your heart, saying that you have love for a church member, when you know in your heart of hearts, before it ever leaves your mind and lands on your tongue, that you are outright lying. And that also means that you shouldn't be sitting up there holding on to anger year after year because somebody rubbed you the wrong way back in the day. You cannot have compassion for and be committed to Christ and still be holding on to anger year after year because somebody rubbed you the wrong way back in the day. Let me give you an example from my own testimony. Someone once said to me, in front of an entire congregation, with many of the members of my family present, that I have a lot of gifts and skills, but being a pastor isn't one of them. It was by far the worst thing anybody has ever said to me in my entire life. Now don't get me wrong, and don't get it twisted. I've had many people call me many things over the years. Some of them even called me out of my name. But I've never had an attack like that one in my entire life. After that experience, for the rest of that month, I received emails and phone calls from many of the members of the congregation, a lot of the members within my own family, and many other people who heard it. And what many of them were saying is that I'm more of a pastor than most people and I don't even have a congregation yet. I say that to say this. I've forgiven that person 10 times over. And I truly love them in the Lord. Again, hearing that was the worst thing that anyone in any situation has ever said to me and it hurt me deeply. But because I have compassion for and commitment to Christ and I certainly believe in his word when he says that people will persecute us because of him, it helps me to understand what that situation was all about. Here are a few questions that can help you determine your level of compassion for and your level of commitment to Christ. 
Number one, when you see someone standing on the side of the road holding a sign, do you keep driving or keep going? Or do you stop to try and find out what it is they actually need? Your actions can help determine what your level of compassion for and what your level of commitment to Christ actually is. Number two, if you're African American, because of all the adversity and the struggle and the deep-seated hatred and oppression and killing and lynching and a whole host of other things that have happened to African American people. Do you have compassion for those who may have participated in it or those who still carry on the level of hatred and harm inflicted upon African American people? Do you have compassion for anyone who is still participating in or still carrying on the level of hatred and harm inflicted upon African American people? Do you have compassion for them? Can you bring yourself to a place of compassion for people who may have enslaved your parents or your grandparents? Or may even have killed many of your other relatives by hanging them or lynching them on a tree? Can you bring yourself to a place of compassion for those who inflicted that kind of hatred and harm on your people? Can you bring yourself to a place of compassion for those who have inflicted that kind of hatred and harm on your relatives? Because the question is very simple. Can you truly love your enemy? Can you have compassion for and can you be committed to Christ at a level that says you can truly love your enemy. And if you're Caucasian, because of all the adversity and struggle and deep-seated hatred and oppression, the killing, the lynching, the torch burning, as a person of Caucasian heritage, do you now have compassion for or are you committed to helping those who you or your ancestors may have hurt. Brothers and sisters, those are a few basic questions, very basic questions that can help you determine your level of compassion for or commitment to Christ because it can help you determine whether or not you have compassion for those who are in need or those who are hurting. So I'll be right back with some tips and some pointers to help you learn how to truly have compassion for Christ and His people. And if you don't have it, I'll show you how to get it. I'll be right back. Be sure to listen to more great lessons, ideas, strategies, and tips from Pastor Keith's podcast by searching for Pastor Keith Hammond on iTunes. Welcome back. Here are some tips to help you determine if you truly have compassion for Christ and if you truly are committed to Him. These tips are very simple ways that you can ensure and determine where your level of commitment is because Jesus made it very, very simple. He said if you want to follow Him, simply do the things that He did. 
Number one, tip number one is feeding the hungry. Feeding the hungry. Tip number two is clothing the naked. Tip number two is clothing the naked. Tip number three is visiting the sick. Tip number three is visiting the sick. Tip number four is ministering to prisoners. Tip number four is ministering to prisoners. Tip number five is accommodating strangers. Tip number five is accommodating strangers. And anytime you don't understand what it is that I'm saying in any of these messages, send me an email to Keith at PastorKeith.org and I will gladly expand on what I've said, take it a step further and help you learn and expand your knowledge of what it is you've heard in any of these messages. Tip number five is accommodating strangers. And those are five simple ways, not my words, but those are five simple ways that Jesus himself gave us to help determine our level of commitment to and compassion for his ministry. And those five tips, again, are five basic ways that you can be or can become compassionate. Maturity is a part of life. We do not stay infants all of our lives. We grow, we educate, we graduate. Maturity is a part of the ministry. We do not stay new members all of our lives. We grow, we learn, we educate, we graduate. And we're supposed to mature and grow to new levels and new heights in the church, in the ministry, and in the Lord. And brothers and sisters, your level of compassion to and your level of compassion for Christ is a part of your maturity. You didn't start out loving Jesus the way you do now. And you didn't start out being committed to the church the way that you are now. You grew and you matured into it. Here's an example. It's one thing to stand in line at a shelter and spoon food onto someone's tray. But it's another thing to grow and mature to a point to where you can take that same person who you would normally spoon food onto their tray and cook for them and feed them inside your own home. My wife and I and our kids opened our home and our doors to friends and family and to strangers for 15 straight years. It was part of the ministry. But we first had to learn it and then we had to grow and mature into it. It did not happen overnight. But when it started, it lasted for 15 years. And in the end, it blessed us to be a blessing to others. Again, there are different levels of compassion and different levels of commitment, but Christ is the foundation of them all. See, your level of compassion for and commitment to Christ determines what it is that you spend your time doing during the week, from one day you leave church to the time you come back the next week. Your commitment and your compassion 
helps determine what it is that you're going to do in that space of time from one week to the next. So your compassion for and your commitment to Christ helps determine whether you're spending that time between worship services actually serving the Lord in the way that He says we should or whether you're out there just doing things of this world. See, your level of compassion for and commitment to Christ determines whether or not you will spend time actually studying God's Word or whether you just get up and read it, do a quick read of a scripture and keep moving as if everything else is more important than you actually feeding on and getting the meat of the Word deep down inside you. See, I used to be that way. I know a lot of people that are still that way. But your compassion for and your commitment to Christ helps determine whether or not you actually spend time studying, deeply studying His Word, or if you're just reading and skimming and really not taking time to feast on the meat of the Word and you're just satisfied drinking milk. See, your level of compassion for and commitment to Christ determines whether or not you're still counting every single cent trying to pay this bill and that bill or whether you come to a place of growth and maturity in your compassion for and your commitment to Christ and are now just paying your tithes and trusting God that He will handle the rest. See, your level of compassion for and commitment to Christ determines whether or not you're just still out here doing the things of this world which have no eternal purpose or whether or not you're out here spending your time helping people to find Jesus before it's too late and they no longer have the choice and where they spend eternity is no longer a decision that they will be able to make. And if you're like most people and even most Christians you spend your time working a regular job during the week where you're focused on somebody else's agenda which typically has no eternal purpose and you think that working Monday through Friday on somebody else's agenda when you absolutely know in your heart of hearts what you have been called and commissioned to do you think that working a regular job on somebody else's agenda so you can get a paycheck to pay all these bills that have absolutely no eternal purpose is okay and I'm here to tell you that it's not. Jesus himself said that if you let go of all that other stuff, that he'll turn around and give you everything you need. And so many people, especially Christians, are still out here walking in the things of this world and living in the things of this world and working to buy the things of this world which have absolutely no eternal purpose, thinking that it's okay. And I'm here to tell you that it's not. See, growth and maturity in Christ, growth and maturity in Christ will bring you to a place to where even if you're working a job on someone else's agenda all during the week, that you can still stay focused and keep your mind on the Lord to where you take ministry work and put it ahead of all that other stuff you're doing. See. Most people work jobs to get a paycheck, to try and buy stuff that has nothing to do with them getting to heaven. 
You see, there's no money in heaven. There are mansions there, but money can't buy them. And there are no stores in heaven. There is a storehouse, but money will not be needed when you get there. In the book of Timothy, he says that having food, clothing, shelter, you should be content. Because you cannot take anything that you are amassing, whether you're trying to build a fortune or you're trying to get rich, you can't take it with you. In any funeral, even ones that I've done, even ones that I've presided over, I have never seen a U-Haul truck following a Hertz to the cemetery. There will be no U-Haul trucks carrying your possessions, your bank account, your riches, your gold, your clothes. There is no U-Haul truck following your Hertz to the cemetery. You cannot take it with you. When you leave here, your body will not even be going with you. Brothers and sisters, as I come to a close, I want to ask just a couple of questions. What is your level of compassion for and commitment to Christ? What's your level of compassion for and commitment to Christ? What is your level of growth and maturity? And what are you using it to do? So next week, God willing, I'll bring part two of this message, focusing on compassion for and commitment to Christ by focusing on the different levels of growth and maturity in Christ. I'll focus on things such as how being a new member in the church is no different than you being in kindergarten and elementary school. And I'll spend some time on helping you determine why it's important for you to go through the various levels of growth and maturity so that you can fully walk into the calling that is upon your life and the ministry that has been set before you and all the things that God has entrusted to you that you can use them and you can get your breakthrough and you can move forward walking into the ministry. We were never meant to be in the same position holding the same title in the same church year after year after year after year and let me tell you why very very simple and most people most people miss this if you hold on to the title as let's say associate minister or deacon let's start there as a deacon for men if you're a deacon and you hold on to that same position for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. What about someone who has been called to be a deacon that's sitting in the pews? He can't get up and get into the deacon position because you're holding on to it. We were never meant to hold on to those titles, to hold on to those positions for year after year after year after year because you are blocking someone else's blessing and someone else walking into their calling just by you holding on to that title and that position. It's no different all the way from down at the bottom from usher it doesn't matter where you start down at the bottom is it usher teacher associate minister pat it does not matter you are meant to grow and mature to the next level and next week i'm going to show you how next week part two don't miss it 
I'm Pastor Keith. May God bless you and may he keep you today and always. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.